but you can like ba- yeah basically make out with it yeah just get uh, real close you can move your chair towards it too it might be easier oh no I like to slouch like a monster <laughs> <laughs> you can but the problem is is that you, a lot of times you'll get comfortable and you'll just start leaning back oh no I promise okay. you I will All right. not All right. I am a good boy don't get lazy with your slouching <laughs> I okay. won't I, am a, I listen I am a, I'm, I know what I'm I'm, I'm having fun Okay, here <laughs> we are. What's the point? What's the point? Where we're figuring it out. Where we, we just out. start recording whenever we fucking feel like it. Mm-hmm. Or whenever I do, anyway. She's like, it's fun if I just switch it up and hit the button and not tell anyone. Yeah, that's so much work to tell Did people. we say that this is what's the point? I did. Good. That's what you're listening to. <laughs> yeah. I'm Amanda. And I'm Teva. And and I put my mic super high, so now I'm like sitting You are sitting very, very straight. straight. I'm sort of angled, but it's it's too hard. To kind move of slouchy. It. But it's okay. fine. It's you're okay. doing great. Thank you so much. Everything is fine. <laughs> I needed to hear that. Mm-hmm. Uh so let's get started. Are we ready for our wind down? down? Yeah. Okay. So I have two because you've met me. And <laughs> I just wanted to say uh, that I did. Oh, I'm reading the paper, but I need to look at my phone notes. Um, so I looked up what's the point on Apple Podcasts because I thought it would be interesting to see. Mm. And there's other podcasts called What's the Point? Well, and yeah. Like 90% of them are um, theology like they're all like gospel and like oh. do we have <laughs> like a weird religious? Christian audience? Yeah, did we accidentally fall into a Christian audience base? Like, I'm so sorry <laughs> if that's the case. <laughs> now what this that's is. Not what but this then is I at thought all. a lot about it and I was like that's very funny that they all are like what's the point of life? Jesus. And that's not our that's not our point. No. So <laughs> I just thought it was funny and then the other one is sports, which I thought what's the point? As a sports reference, is very funny. Yeah. It's punny, maybe. And what's there the point a, as a gospel podcast? There is was like less... a 538 sports podcast. 538? 538 is like the, um, the like data... Uh, website. It's like where you go to look at new polling during a presidential election to get really anxious. Are we still talking they, about sports? No. Okay. They like predict, <laughs> they get, they, they do like seven, like this percentage, this person will win. They, and they have like all the data. They're very analytical. Is this so, some sort of like Nielsen type thing? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I've already talked oh, too much about there's it. There's so many things that I don't know what they are in that description of what something is. <laughs> this is not. Um, what did you just say? I don't know that I asked you what 588 is and the whole description. I was like, well, I don't know what any of those things are. Oh, my God. Okay. So anyway, we'll move on. <laughs> Great. Um, do you have something before I get into the other one? Sure. I have okay. a thing. Um, so recently we got very drunk and decided to get matching pineapple tattoos. And I would just like to put that on the record. Oh, so now we have to do it and um, post an Instagram story about it. Um, but that also reminded me, so I only have one other tattoo and it's a compass. Mm-hmm. Um, and the compass doesn't really mean anything. I just wanted to get a tattoo with my college roommate and she 
goes like, hey, this compass looks cool. And I said, yeah, awesome. Yeah. And that was the extent of my thought process into what I was inking on my body forever. Um, and similarly with the pineapple, which I do intend to get. Yeah. Um, no, I, I was thinking about on the way here. I was like, I yeah. wonder if everyone's still as serious as I was. Yeah. I've you been thinking said, a lot about placement. You said drunkenly, let's get a pineapple tattoo. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> there was a surprising so, amount of, um, <laughs> uh, what's it called when everyone just agrees? Agreement, I guess. Drunken sure. agreement. Yeah. But I'm I really still thought people were going to be like, no. Like I've put in no more thought. I don't need to. No, because that's the simplest of tattoos. I was told before that it was too basic and not to get it, but I still really want one. So I was, when you said yes, I was like, But like okay. we have, like with the podcast, we use the pineapple cup. The pineapple cup is like in my apartment. So it's like We're more into pineapples. Yeah, like it means more things than that. And who gives a shit? It's like when people look at my tattoo and they're like, what does that mean? I'm like, I don't know. Like, it doesn't matter. And if you're judging me for that, go fuck yourself. Also, if you think that I'm not the most basic of bitches in any room, (laughs) you are wrong. (laughs) Yeah. And I, well, I told somebody this too. Uh, I'm from the South. And so pineapples are a symbol of like Southern hospitality. Yeah. And so for me, I've always had this like tie to it and and the stories about them and and whatnot, Um, which I love. And and there's this old, I I wasn't going to say it, but now I'm going to, there's this old kind of tradition in the South where if you uh, put out a pineapple, it's a symbol of like, oh, you're welcome. It's like a welcome symbol. Like, you're welcome here or whatever. And then a lot of people back in the days, they'd like put a pineapple on the mantle. And then when it was time for everyone to leave, they would just sort of take it down and not say like, oh, everyone leave. Like it was just sort of like, oh, and then people would be like, oh, we got the hint. And then like gather their things and leave. thing I've ever heard. Correct. (laughs) Which I fucking love. So I'm like, yeah, I want a fucking pineapple tattoo. Yeah. It's great. I have a good story. Everyone's welcome. I know. Everyone is welcome. Um, well, uh, not true, but okay. That, that That's why it was a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, and that also reminded me of uh, Jen Kirkman has a joke in her stand-up where she's like, people... I can't get it. Like, I've watched that specific, <laughs> the JKL special. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times. Yeah. And she's like, oh, people say like, oh, when you get old, it'll look stupid. And she's like, it looks stupid now. I don't care. Like... Whatever. It's fine. Anyway. Exactly. 100%. Also, I almost, I, I made a joke on my notes that I didn't read about um, what's the point being a heavily Christian gospel <laughs> podcast. And I said, look, we aren't trying to offer you a higher power unless that higher power is comedy. <laughs> it's a dumb joke, but I made it in my notes and now I think it's funnier to say it out loud. Okay. You're welcome. Great. Uh-huh. We offer higher power in the form of the good place, I feel. <laughs> if you want to believe Danson. that Ted Danson is our higher power. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for the new season. Anyway, anyway. Great. Do you want me to do my other one or save it? Save it. Okay. Great. And on that teaser, I didn't, I didn't look at time. I don't know where we're at. I didn't start my watch. So. Great. We'll be right back. Cool. <laughs> ladies. You may not have been in our store for a while, but Victoria's Secret is back and rebranded. Because of our inability to hire plus-size models, women of color, or really do anything progressive at all, you stopped shopping with us. But now we've changed. 
because you can just abandon your belief system and values to follow the money, and you have our money. To show that we're committed to change, check out our YouTube channel, because that's where all the youths hang out, to see the recent casting of a relatively plus-size model. I mean, if you met her, you would still think she's thin, but according to unattainable industry standards, she's plus-size, and we hired her for one shoot to create a video to show that we hired a plus-size model. While you're there, check out our recent Intimates campaign, where we also hired an ethnically ambiguous model. Is she Italian? Moroccan? Argentinian? Who knows? You can do whatever you want with that information. While you may call this hardly putting effort in, we call this smart marketing without alienating any audiences. We've put in the bare minimum effort to win you over back from Aerie. So come back to Sky High Prices and Sales Associates who will surely look down on you today. And before you comment about impossible beauty standards, blah, 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 remember, while Victoria's Secret may keep your self-esteem low, we need it to keep our profit margins high. Yeah. <laughs> you just tell by looking at me. Oh my god, it's a German! <laughs> <laughs> Quick blend in, dog! Guten Tag! <laughs> Please tell me we're recording. We're recording. <laughs> ah, oh, speaking well, of which, that's back. totally my Tumblr. Yeah, that's for you. Take that. You left it here. Okay, I'm just putting it there so I remember. Great. Thank you uh, so much. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Jerry Burgos. Yeah. And he is an improviser. He directs a sketch team at the Armory. Um, and he speaks a little bit of German. <laughs> and he's the diversity coordinator at the Armory. Oh, yeah. That's me. A guy with a lot of things at the end of his name. <laughs> Which in this, I will say, is... As performers, isn't that kind of what everyone has? They're like, and I do this, and I do this, and I do this, and it's like, yeah. Anytime just to I, see if anything sticks. Yeah. You know? Anytime I have to submit something and they're like, send us your resume and your headshot, I'm like, okay, cool, I can send you a picture of me. But then when it comes to like the resume, it's just like, oh, I chewed bubble gum in an improv scene, or just like every dumb thing, and you're just like, what am I doing? Yeah, you're like, <laughs> no can merit. I put this on a resume? I. And the, the thing is, is in performance, you fucking can, but should you? Is the other question. Set up, fake till you make. Yeah. Also, I was thinking about joining you guys in the pineapple tattoo crew because... Want to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love pineapples. A, very delicious. And then I had a thought about what you were saying about uh -huh. your family and the pineapple and how they cancel people by putting the <laughs> I pineapple. I my family specifically does this. <laughs> Not saying we haven't. It's a lot of southern but, people. Yeah. It's but a southern tradition. Could you imagine if you get this tattoo, right? And then it starts fading away on your right, body. Right, right. Well, that's what she was saying. She was like, the pineapples, like, everyone is welcome. And I was like, ooh, that's not accurate. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just a fun For symbol. Your body. You, yeah. you see what I'm saying? I got you. Listen, you slap a pair of shades on a pineapple. <laughs> you got a cool bro on your hands. <laughs> that's my favorite description of a pineapple. A cool bro with some shades. We should Perfect. put shades on the pineapple. I'm going to write that down. Okay, write it down. Yeah, because pineapples are usually on the beach, so. I feel That's like. That's true. So do you, have you ever done stand-up um, at all? Me? I did stand-up one time. <laughs> and how did that go? I mean, obviously it went super well. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm never doing this again. Right. Um, I, I don't know. I get hung up on, like, I respect stand-up and I love when stand-up is really, really good. Um, but it's tough to find really, really good improv because a lot of people have yeah. 
a lot of uh, opinions. And I think for the most part, everybody's okay to perform and do whatever they're doing. But the problem is that uh, we don't realize that we're doing it as like a therapeutic kind of thing. So yeah. angry people oh, let out a lot of so angry much. thoughts yeah. on stand-up stage. And it's like, it's too much negativity for me. So Oh, I hear that. My best comedy is when I'm fucking angry about shit. Um, <laughs> but I was making that point because I wrote, I just wrote on my paper, Shades on the Pineapple, which is like one of those things that like, you know how when you're just like making jokes, you're like, I'm going to write a bit about this. And then you like put notes in your phone. It'll be something like Shades on the Pineapple. <laughs> and then a month later, you're going to look at it and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, what was I thinking? <laughs> Where was I even going with this? What's, what's uh, funny about what that? What was the punchline? <laughs> it's not fucking funny. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, no, yeah. I agree. I, actually, yeah, a lot of stand-up is, and uh, we've talked about Nanette on this before. Oh, I love it. Yeah. But a lot of it is is uh, comedy is just sort of leaving it at kind of the hardest part and like owning that tension, but not really having that release of it was actually this horrible traumatic thing that happened. You know, and yeah. so much of stand-up is that. And a lot of it is like you kind of try to get like a point across, but then your point doesn't get across because we're just hung up on all of, like everything else that you try to use to get you there, you know? Yeah, that's so true. In some cases, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jerry, you're from Queens. Oh, yeah. Just like my dude, Spider-Man. Just like Spider-Man. Um, Spider-Man is from Queens? Mm-hmm. Old Peter so. Parker's from Queens. <laughs> Am I confusing Spider-Man and Batman? Um, I thought his parents died. That's Batman. Well, both of their parents well, died because Peter Parker. Superhero's parents yeah. died. <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> oh, okay. Never how mind do then. Superhero. Do you know I what? I, the right one. I don't know how to tell you this, but Superman's parents are dead. <laughs> Superman also. Yeah, he. Oh my god! His what whole about... Superman's whole planet exploded. What? He was the only survivor of Krypton. Is that a real story? And That's Jeff a real Jeff story. Williams and Luke Cage. Uh, those are the only two superhero shows I watch. So, that, but their parents I've seen died the first... too part of the season of jessica jones and her parents died damn yeah. jessica just jones. like simba so good yeah just like simba that's what <laughs> makes you a mighty lion king okay sorry you're from here <laughs> i'm from here from earth new york earth <laughs> and how did you get interested in comedy Oh, man. I think it just took me too long because um, I remember I just like, I yeah, 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 I think I don't know. I That's my like, if I say I had a regret in life is that like I started doing it too late because I did try to do stand up one time when I was super young and then I kind of got like discouraged because it's like I was oh, always it's awful. It's awful. <laughs> and like I was like 17 or whatever. And I was always just used to being kind of like the class or neighborhood funny kid. And yeah. I didn't like not that I was inappropriate, like most monsters like <laughs> that are. Um, but I just didn't know how to be professional. And like even now, and I think everybody can really like it's hard to like find the path of like, where do I do next? You know, it just feels like you're kind of just like doing the well, same thing over and over fun again. Fun fact, that's what this whole podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> what is the point of all of it? <laughs> We're just doing this shit and where are we going with it? Who is listening? <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 are you listening? I hope so, friend. Oh, sorry. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Nobody's listening. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like, um, I started doing it eventually, um, because I wound up actually just becoming like a magician. I started oh, cool. at like stop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast about magic today, and I okay, I just got really excited. No, that's um, cool. and it, it wasn't really about magic, but like they were talking about magicians, and I used to love magic as like a child. Like I had I had a book, and I would like do magic tricks, and I would like try to show people, and the dog who was not impressed with any of the magic 
And um, I always wondered, like, how, yeah, I just stopped doing it because I was like, oh, this is lame. It's discouraging, yeah. And then I stopped doing it, but I fucking loved it. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's not too late to be a magician. I will you. teach you how to be, I will teach you life if you goal. like. Yeah, Fuck yeah, yeah. the rest of this shit. Put it on the board. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it took me a long time even to get into magic. Like, it, it was a slow roll because, like, even it's the I same thing. What's your favorite part of doing magic? Magic is uh, the thing that actually made me like a better performer right. because yeah. um, I perform more mostly for kids, and so like kids are like that's Astounded like that's the everything. that's the meat and potatoes of like if you can perform because <laughs> like if you can't perform kids are the most honest basically yeah. oh god yes they'll tell you stop or they'll just start talking or they'll you yeah. know what I mean so to like hold kids attention I mean most adults can't focus for more than thirty seconds so for a kid yeah. to be able to sit through like a one hour magic show is pretty yeah. tough like it, yeah. you know it an is hour? it's not easy yeah i can do up to like an hour that's i can crazy. keep going if i wanted to yeah yeah wow <laughs> that's some so fucking performance art right yeah, there yeah. uh are you a houdini fan i love houdini yeah i mean if I, I i the only bad person i have anything to say about Chris angel <laughs> he stinks on ice but i love david blaine and i love houdini oh yeah. wow i love a. I love a there's been a few characters in different shows that have def been like David Blaine inspired, and I'm always like, you can like spot it from a mile away. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was reading a book the other day about um, Sir Conan Doyle, <laughs> interest in ghosts, and how he like became good friends with Houdini, and like one of the things they didn't like quite agree on was that he was like convinced that Houdini was some sort of like not only magician, but uh, that he had some sort of like power or something, and Houdini was like, no, like. I'm a magician or whatever. You know what I mean? So I found that to be very interesting. And then I was reading it in a bookstore because I didn't, I didn't buy the book. And then my grandma came up and scared the shit out of me. And I like, <laughs> dropped the book and kind of screamed a little bit. But Well, I can understand I where he was didn't... coming from with that, too, because it's like you putting so much work into deceiving people in like a really like that, like oh, you're no, like almost insulted. You're like, horrible. no, it's not magic. I'm I tricked you, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I tricked you! Yeah. It's like, no. I put a lot of effort into this fucking science. Did you ever see the movie The Illusionist? Oh, yeah. I love that movie. Okay. Yeah. It's one of my favorites, and I've oh, seen it I didn't watch so that many one. times. I watched The, the Prestige, which came, out, came out, at out at the same time. Yeah, like, why, right? And The Prestige is the one that everybody likes. Liked, but I think The Illusionist was actually so much better. Yeah, it's interesting. That's so the one with better. the dead wife, right? Mm. Or is that The Prestige? <laughs> I honestly don't. So remember. she does. She does die. She pretends. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, listen. Yeah. If you haven't seen the movie, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Let's fast forward a couple minutes into this. Um, but yeah, she yeah she yeah. dies. Um, but it's all an illusion, and it's fucking insane. And then you watch it back, and it's like there's so many little like keys throughout. But my favorite part is when he like tells one of the tricks, and he's like his hand up, and it has to do with like he can tell the trick because of the blood flow. So like once he explains, that, like when your hand goes up it like all the blood drains out of it so when you put your hands they know which hand it you know what i mean like it's yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. crazy i'm like oh so like <laughs> there's so many more layers of that to that type of, of yeah magic. i mean even now i'm just like starting to really get into like mentalism where it's like i don't even need oh. anything like i mean and i'm it's, it's I'm so, so scared, interesting but so intrigued i mean the thing is we, i don't even i want to i'm like ready to be like can we start a magic comedy show right now? <laughs> <laughs> listen i'm down listen Fucking i ready. i'll tell you right now i have a solo uh magic uh, like true crime show that i perform okay hold on those are all of my favorite things <laughs> <laughs> all of my favorite things wrapped up out of her seat <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm so excited yeah i'm uh, like bye amanda i found a new thing i'm doing <laughs> <laughs> bye comedy i loved you <laughs> that's what i mean wrap 
some comedy into that and oh yeah no and there's a little Ooh. bit and it's it's barely it's like, comedic it's like that thing with like it's meat but wrapped in bacon you know what i oh, mean yeah. it's like that, Ooh, that perfect hors d'oeuvre so much flavor <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I sorry. Saw, oh no, you're I good. once saw a mentalist stand-up comedian, and he was just like complaining about how easy mentalism was, and he was like, "See, I know what you're thinking." Blah blah blah, and he was like, "God, I hate this." Oh yeah, <laughs> so no. So weird. Yeah. That's, what, that's actually like how I start a lot of like when people ask me to oh come do my comedy show, like do ten minutes. Like yeah. I usually just start off because it's so inappropriate to do <laughs> magic with anything else. Like when people ask me to do Actress. magic at a bar, I'm like nobody cares to see magic at a bar. They want to get drunk. But um, I usually no, like. But I'm always like <gasps> drunk, and yeah. drunk and seeing magic. Drunk and seeing magic. Drunk and seeing magic. High and seeing magic. <laughs> that shit's terrifying. Oh. Well, listen, you guys ever want a magic show? Let me know. I okay. will. I will. I will come through and I'll. I'll do it up. I'm. Wow. We're, yeah, we're going to be best friends with this. I'm like going to be like, tell me all the magic shows. Coming to that 14-year-old's birthday party. Four-year-old's birthday party? I don't know don't, what don't level of kids are magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not creepy. I'm a lady. They'll let me into the party. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. Okay, um, sorry. Uh, you were saying something about your... Um, your mentalism that you're getting into oh that like as much as i'm trying to get into mentalism because it does seem to be the thing that like audiences like really like are like whoa there's nothing he just did that with his Can own you tell brain us in a log line basically what mentalism is oh yeah mentalism is more of just uh convincing that's all it's just like hmm. making you think uh, it's just it's just wordplay more more than anything else huh. it's, it's like wordplay I'm intrigued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still don't know what it is. <laughs> intrigued. Yeah. I still don't get it. Listen, that's like, the thing. I don't I even like get it. Like, I feel like my inference is yeah. that it's making people think that you can read their minds. Yeah, it's more of that. It's but rather it's than actually reading your science mind. science and based in probably social psychology. It's like the idea of like, if I, uh, like, uh, like planting seeds almost, you know, like. Um, <gasps> yes. Yeah, yeah. Where so, you like mention something and then you don't talk about it for a long time and then you're like, you're thinking about this thing. And they're like, I was thinking about that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you put it there. And there's ways of like oh. eliminating thoughts where it's like, think of a month in the year, like yeah. April or December or June. So already like that's three months that I just took away from you. You know what right. I mean? So now you have nine months left and I can just like narrow it down to like a few. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, interesting. Yeah. Like crazy, but like one that's not spring. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God. I'm so intrigued. I'm so intrigued. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of like beautiful literature on it like it's really like because it's like psychology yeah. it's and That's it's exactly really like, what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and it's really interesting like to, to think about like how our minds work you know so uh, i feel like almost to some extent um like interview people have to use that in like i'm thinking of like detectives in like true yeah. crime, like people oh, that have yeah. confessed to things or said things that didn't commit crimes or didn't commit murders like and it's like the detectives are really good at like narrowing down how do you get someone to confess to something because that's their goal right is yeah. to be like oh i caught a person for this crime maybe that's what the mentalist is the show. <gasps> is it i, I, I don't know it. i never watched Have you it, seen it? <laughs> i think it's us? i think it's a real mentalist <laughs> <laughs> i've never Show seen it actor guy. no no, no actor, i know what you're talking yeah. about but like it doesn't oh, seem it, like it's, it's anything clever no, but I thought it was i thought it was like crime based right? oh no Where i think it is crime based yeah, yeah, yeah with mentalism I recently watched. Um, we should watch an episode. It was called Psychic right Something, and it was like a. I only watched one episode, but it was like a psychic who um, found. Basically, they were trying to find the body of this person that had been murdered. Like they knew she died or whatever, didn't come home, and so the psychic they were like, uh, she. They brought in this psychic in this police force or whatever, and she was like, I can. She was like, 
could say basically where she died, like found this like specific log that was laying in a forest a certain way, blah, blah, blah. And then they were like, but she's, and then the psychic was like, she's buried in this place that has these three crosses and they overlook this river. And there's this like thing, like very, very specific. She killed her. That's why. Well, yeah. But then they wouldn't allow, they still haven't solved the crime because they wouldn't allow them to, um, because there was no proof other than a psychic identifying all of these random things. Yeah. Um, they wouldn't allow them because these three crosses happened to be in a cemetery and they wouldn't allow them to like, like desecrate, yeah. desecrate the graves yeah. without some other type of proof. And so it's still not solved. But she's like so specifically described this place she'd never been to, which is so in fucking sane to me. It must be so hard to be a psychic. It must be so hard. Knowledge and be like, but I can't go to the police because they won't believe me. They'll think I killed them. And well, there was this stuff. other one. There was this other one that it wasn't the same show; it was a different show. But I, it was about a psychic, and she was saying that like she kept saying the numbers, and I don't know what, but it was like three five one or something, and like just kept being like, I don't know what it means, but like it's relevant to the case. And they were like, okay, whatever. And then when they ended up finding the woman's body, her watch had stopped at three fifty one, and it was like she like didn't even. She was like, I don't even know. You know what I mean? But like she like it had made an impact at that time, and so they determined that was like the time of death or whatever. It was fucking insane like for as much <laughs> magic as i know i do like hold out hope that there is like other things happening I know, there's I so know. many I like there is like everything can be explained i'm sure what you're describing can very easily be explained you know? i'm sure there's and the thing is is i'm the biggest skeptic like i'm the first person to be like well it could have been this or it could have been that or you know what i mean yeah, like, no, part of me is always yeah. like, but what if? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just we're we're such an uh, uh, a mathematical anomaly, just Earth and all of us. Yeah, <laughs> You're doing <seriously>. a podcast, <laughs> like it shouldn't have ever happened, and it happened. Doing? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so it's like you have to like kind of. I mean, it's nice to think that there's real magic in the world, right? I mean, that's why sure. I started doing it. You know, it's like it's nice to make people think that, you know. But I do think that there's some sort of science in it, right? Like, they, oh, yeah. there's yeah. different vibrations and different energies, and certain people are more perspe- perceptive to different energies and whatever. And I'm not saying that I truly believe in like this ability for people to be psychic or whatever, but I do think there's certain people that just can kind of pick up on yeah. things, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like I consider myself to make an... inferences based off of other things. I don't know. No, for sure. I mean, I consider myself like like an empath almost, but you know what I mean? It's not yeah. like as magical as it seems, but like I'm pretty good at like being in tune with other people's feelings and understanding like somebody's yeah. not in a that good in space right now. That itself is a skill and there are people on that spectrum of like under like being able to read someone else's feelings. Like yeah. that's a spectrum of like human perception so why is another stuff and i think it's yeah. hard for us exactly for, for as creative as we <laughs> <Yes>. are <laughs> right if for us for as creative as we are too like to think that like we come up with thoughts like time travel but it never really happened do you know what i mean yeah. like time travel exists <laughs> oh, i'm so into time travel <laughs> we are going down such a rabbit hole but i'm into it um yeah we so are. we should kind of get back i do have questions <laughs> Just to, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Please. seamlessly segue. Um, how did you get involved in Shot for Shot? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I guess. First, explain what it is. Yeah. So, oh, know. yeah. What is Shot for Shot? So, Have you heard yeah. of this? Have I heard? Yes. Uh, well, Shot for Shot is this uh, drinking movie game that we do over at the Armory at the Tank Theater. Uh, sat most Saturdays, um, and basically we just take movies and we print out the scripts. We don't rehearse it or anything like that. We just show up and we cosplay so is a little the bit. Improv element of it is that it's not rehearsed. It's not rehearsed. Yeah. So like people will have hot takes. <laughs> On things, you know, um, like uh, maybe they'll play a different version of like Yoda. You know, I don't know. It's hard to describe without it sounding hokey. 
like, well, when you show up, it is different because you can tell that it is a lot of it is just like, so like you know. Yeah, different. we went to um, and posted on our Instagram story uh, when we went to the thirteen going on thirty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was little, which was solid. It was yeah, good. Yeah. It was good. I've never saw uh, Little Women. <laughs> oh. Is but I went to shot? but I went to shop for shot Little Women and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like it was really <laughs> fun. Do you feel like it's better to watch the shot for shot version without seeing the film, or is it so much better to watch it ha- like it, with a movie that you know well? Oh my gosh, I think it's fun regardless. I think with a movie you know well, it helps because it's like you can have something to like compare it to, right? You know. Um, and for the listeners, you the the performers are drinking. Everybody's drinking. Show. Yeah, the performers yeah. are drinking. The audience is drinking. It's a big old drink we had like party. A sheet, we had like a sheet that basically told us when this happens, drink. Yeah. yeah. And we also had free tequila at that one, which was... It's yeah. also crazy <laughs> we because... We shots of tequila in the fucking middle. <laughs> would you like a shot of tequila? And we were like, show? why, yes, we would. <laughs> For your $5 ticket? <laughs> and Leo was like, here's some... <laughs> Make sure you get these. Like, <laughs> Well, yeah. No, it's really fun. Um, uh, it's this... I got to do big. That was really great. Oh, nice. And like sometimes it's cool because we Adam get to Sandler like. big? No, um, Tom Hanks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Have you never seen it? Big Daddy. You're thinking of Big Daddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but like that's the fun part too because sometimes we get to like correct <laughs> the mistakes of some of these movies. Yeah. Because for big as endearing as it is, he does, he is like a 14 year old boy having like, sex with like a 30 year old woman at some point in the movie. You know? Awesome. Yeah, 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 and it's like, it's fucked up. And that's, yeah. it, the thing is, is, Sometimes movies are just in a different time, yeah. right? So, like, I was my my grandma loves the movie. I don't know if you have ever seen it. It's called Blame It on Rio. Have you seen it? I've You're seen laughing because it, yeah, yeah. it's. Wait, I haven't seen it. Okay, so basically, the premise of the movie is that these two families that have are like family friends. You know how like you know growing up when your your family had friends that was also a family. No, sure. you didn't have that. But it's fine. <laughs> um, but the two families are friends because the daughters are friends. And then they all go on vacation together to Rio. Did you just? There was a weird like regurgitation <laughs> in my throat that I did not. I didn't. <laughs> Jerry just went... turned into a frog. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> we told you to lean away, Jerry. I did. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, but the two families basically go on vacation together to Rio. Um, and if it helps you to like hear how old this movie is, Demi Moore was 17. Like she's the 17 year old daughter in this movie, so it is fucking old. Got um, it. But so it's the not Demi Moore's character, but the other girl that's her age that they're best friends. That girl decides at some point that she's in love with Demi Moore's dad, who I believe is Gross. Michael Caine, if yeah, I remember I correctly. So. Yes, I He was so. one of the dads. And so she just is like, but she is like 17 and following this old man around that's her dad's age and like just like hitting on him. And he's just like, no, stop, like kind of throughout the movie or whatever. And then there's this one scene where she takes like nude Polaroids of herself and leaves them in an envelope for the like her friend's dad, which is fucking disgusting. And it says so much on like so many levels of how like psychologically messed up the 17 year old is. And he like finds them as just like, oh God, what is this? And then um, I do think they end up hooking up by the end of the movie, which is fucking terrible. Don't watch it. Yeah. Oh, God. And, but like whenever that happened or whatever, she like, he pulls out these n- nude Polaroids and my grandma goes, they call that sexting now, right? <laughs> I was like, And the oh whole movie, gosh. I just kept being like, this is disgusting. This is so gross. And my grandma's like, you're a pilgrim. It's a comedy. And I was like, no, <laughs> it's not okay. It's awful. 
involved. That's the hardest part about being a comedian <laughs> is that you put so much work into like doing and protecting people and stuff like that, and then just like common audiences don't care. Like That's true, they, they just don't. they just want the lowest common denominator of comedy. That's why the Big Bang Theory is the number one show like, in the world. I don't know the seventies and eighties where like. You could punch down a lot and it was fine. I do think their move was to make the daughter hitting on the dad. Otherwise, it would have been fucked up. You yeah. know what I mean? Versus the dad right. hitting if on the daughter. Were hitting on her, well, that would also, be like, right. I mean, but since but she was so into it for so long, it. right? I don't, right. I haven't seen the movie, but isn't like Call Me By Your Name like age inappropriate? Yes, yes, it is. I mean, I don't yes. know. I got sick. <laughs> we went to go see it and I threw, I don't, did you I throw, didn't up? throw up? It's I, like handhelds shot so i have really bad motion sickness and yeah, i just got, got really dizzy. sick oh okay. i was so sick by the end of it i, I don't you. remember yeah, the thank end. you for yeah. clarifying too why you made so sick from the movie it was so age inappropriate i just threw up everywhere um, projectile no yeah that is age inappropriate also good to know yeah i mean that's oh, what God, i mean he was so young yeah i didn't even Little think about Timothy that Sheldon. yeah 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 oh how old is he supposed to be in the movie is he like 17 18 17 or so oh, okay, i yeah, yeah. thought he was like 14 but that's what He's i mean really they change young. the perspective on it and then it's supposed to be like all right you know i mean but i'm sure yeah. people have relationships like that but it's still it was also like within the context of like a time period where it wasn't okay to be gay so so gotcha. then so just pile it on the fact that all they the found things, each other yeah. is supposed to be like whatever I don't know. It was, yeah. Oh, I wanted to like it so much more as a movie than I did. Uh, I mean, I didn't catch it, but maybe, I mean, I'll revisit. And... Just don't watch it in a theater. Like... Take some breaks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drink a Sprite. Can I have a ginger ale by yeah. Um, some more questions <laughs> anyway. about Shot for Shot. Oh, yeah. Um, what have Has anyone ever gotten, like, too drunk? I think, like, maybe once or twice like people had to like go I performers wonder, like, or, I've or seen... people in the audience <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> i've seen like, like i haven't been to these ones but you guys have done like lord of the rings like, oh yeah that's yeah. a three-hour fucking like how do you even <laughs> that one's that, well that the thing one. is too like a lot of it is like we can't play out an entire epic war battle <laughs> like right. lord of the rings so, like, so that 20 minutes battle. is gone yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and then like roll yeah. like war battle and then yeah. like next scene i yeah. shoot somebody with some nerf pellets or something and then i move on <laughs> it's um, but yeah um it's hard, it's I was hard to sustain a two-hour anything it is yeah. yeah i mean we try to be more cognizant of the audience and their time too because i mean like it's saturday and sometimes people want to do more things than saturday right yeah, yeah yeah um but it's tough i mean some movies <laughs> that are not long <laughs> go long for some yeah. reason yeah yeah yeah. Um, but it's fine I mean there's a lot of comedians who like just they have a lot of great ideas and people just like are having a good time so. that's awesome yeah yeah and also like if you don't finish the movie you don't finish the movie it's fine <laughs> <laughs> um, so back to like getting started in comedy like, oh and, yeah um, getting started with the armory too because you've been with them like since the very the beginning. beginning yeah yeah um, so, like, where did you come from in comedy, and how has, like, the armory uh, yeah. shifted? Um, what a disaster of a, of a beginning it was. Um, oh, I, no. That's well, not what we heard. Oh, no. Well, the armory was really great. Uh, that's what, what my turnaround actually was. Because um, I love UCB, because, um, like, that's where I, I got most of my improv education from about six years ago, I think. Um, but... I mean, and this is nothing toward anybody, but I just, like, never really fit into that, like, kind of world because there's, like, a undertone of competitiveness where I just, like, mm-hmm. kind of shut down. And, like, even to this day, like, improv is really great and I love it, but I'm not going to, like, 
fight for stage time. <laughs> if somebody yeah. is going to steamroll, then go ahead. I'm just not going to perform with just you anymore. Just not interested. Yeah. Yeah, 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 not yeah. interested in dealing with the, those types of people. Because well, that's what intimidated me from trying UCB to begin with, because that was kind of what I had heard about it. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't really experienced that. Which but... is good. I think it's turning around a little bit, which is nice. I think people are more like cognizant and uh, more empathetic of like performers. Like guys are more aware of like they can be domineering. Uh, I think now there's more diversity, which is great. Like definitely more diversity. That's what that's yeah. that's also like For a thing sure. that like people like don't want to shout out when things don't go their way. But like the, the diversity in the last as long as I've been a performer here, I've gotten pretty good. You know, like I think it's pretty awesome where we are right now. There's so many like uh, people of different cultures and like. Uh, trans folks and non-binary folks now and th there were like none when i started so it's like amazing that there's like even like whole teams that are like that now you know like we will slay yeah. is like amazing you know like i love that show how long have you been doing you say like when i started but how long has that been um so or like how long you consider that so i guess well so like i started doing like performery things like in high school mm -hmm. um because i was in an art class and they had an art show and i was kind of a knucklehead so um, I started getting like into like balloon sculpting first and then that like introduced me like slowly into, into magic, magic. <laughs> and then I did magic for like 10 years and then like I just got frustrated at one point I'm like what the fuck am like, I doing like I want to I want to be an actor I want to perform like I'm gonna die one day I don't want to be safe and have a job like I just want to do what I, I don't want to like be regretful is all you know amen yeah <laughs> this is our gospel podcast. <laughs> um, quick, quick sidebar. My sister, growing up, is uh, was terrified and is terrified of clowns. Hates them yeah, so yeah, much. Yeah. And so one year for Halloween, she was like, "I'm just gonna be a clown." And <laughs> I was like, "That is the best way to kind of like turn the tables when you're afraid of something. Just fucking do that thing or be that thing you're afraid of." That right? That's the yeah. most self-aware, like mature yeah. thing I've ever. She was heard. like ten. It was crazy. That's amazing. And she learned how to do like a couple balloon animals to do that, which is what inspired that thought. But oh, it yeah. was like she was like walking around doing balloons and like it was hilarious because the neighborhood kids were like terrified of her because people are afraid of clowns. <laughs> um, and she was like, no, no, I'm afraid of clowns. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. So yeah. Oh my God. It was really crazy. I did that with pickles. Like, you were afraid of pickles. I know. I just hated pickles. <laughs> I would pick it out of everything. And then one day somebody told they were drinking kombucha. Oh. And they were all like, oh, what is that? And they explained it. And they were like, yeah, it's fucking disgusting. And I'm like, well, then why are you drinking it? And they're like, you know, things change. And so I was like, that's sage wisdom. And so I started going through things that like I hated. And I started trying things that I thought um, I didn't like. And... Well, I think your taste buds change like every seven years or something. That's yeah? true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like there's stuff that you didn't like that you try later. And you're like, oh, that's good. Yeah. And then the opposite happens too. Things that you love. Yeah. Like, well, you Suddenly you're just like, not yeah. this. No, thank you. <laughs> I was telling somebody, I think we talked about this recently, but the other day about how we went to that one party and our friend bought, brought boxed wine. And I was just like, I'm cool with boxed wine. I don't care. I'm not a snob. And then, but it was like Franzia and I had like a sip and I was like, oh, oh no, I'm a wine snob now. <laughs> just like oh, handed it no. back. <laughs> I was like, I don't, yeah, that, that time has passed. Yeah, no, it's a good to be a wine snob. There's so many options. You got to like dwindle down the options. <laughs> so speaking of uh, diversity, though, how so as the diversity coordinator, what what kind of things are you focused on? Um, how do you kind of make sure you're inclusive of all the groups and not just focusing on one specific kind of area? Yeah, um, I've got two buddies uh, from the armory, Andrea Coleman and Eddie Cara, to like kind of keep it like not just one person's train of thought when going through things. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I um. Like, diversity means diversity. Um, so it's really to give people, like, an opportunity to, like, 
take classes, which are already pretty affordable. But like, we want to, I want, I want to make sure that that's what it, the word is what it means. Like, mm-hmm. so when I go to other theaters and they want to know, they want me to fill out a diversity application. A lot of times it's uncomfortable. It's like, explain why you're diverse. <laughs> And it's like, uh, okay, like I can take a picture if you want and send it to you. Because like, I don't, I'm not I'm a not white male. The white, <laughs> a normal majority, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. And it's Normal's like, Normal's not the word I mean, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like, no, yeah. Like, but yeah. And it's like, and then, and then they ask you, like, well, why can't you afford these classes? And it's just like, do I have to go into the history of. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you about systemic racism. <laughs> no, I went, I was offered a job this year and I'm 37 years old. And they said, um, we want to keep, we want you to be here full time. Like, uh, we want to put you on a salary, you know, but, and they were very vague. It wasn't a great place to work, but whatever. The point is that like, they were like, how much do you want? You know? And I was like, oh, I'll take 25,000. Cause I don't know anything. Cause nobody's ever like said, do you want a salary to me? Cause like, that's what it is. I once worked at a CVS and I wasn't even the store manager. I was a shift supervisor and we were having, um, inventory. And then, so we had all these managers coming from other stores and um, this white uh, woman came into the store and she was like, hey, uh, can I speak to one of your managers? Because she wanted to help with the inventory, right? And I told her, oh, I'm one of the managers here. And she's like, oh, you're one of the managers. And the shock and awe in her face was terrible. Um, I just I... rolled my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I mean, I didn't, you know, it's crazy because like it, it probably sounds like nothing to anybody listening, but like. Post-Trump, the very next day when he got elected, I, I was crying in front of a group of my friends that I really care about because we were talking about it. And when the election happened, like, I just went to bed and I didn't think about it because, like, it didn't, like, really hit me. But, like, I started crying with my friends because, like, it's hard as a minority for people to not understand that, like, you don't have to say anything fucked up to me to be a racist. Totally. Sometimes yeah. it just takes a look, you know? Sometimes it just takes, right. like like, to look down on somebody. And when Trump was elected president it was almost like that Chappelle and Chris Rock SNL sketch where they were laughing at everybody about how racist this country is because it's just like ha for my whole life I've been telling everybody how racist people are and this proves it and so I just started crying because it was true like I I was crying because I was right (laughs) you know every my like all the white people like the liberal white people including myself were just like oh my god this is awful and like every person of color is just like yeah yeah Uh uh-huh and that's the other thing it's like that virtue signaling is tough because it's like i appreciate your help but we don't need your help (laughs) you know we're past that point like a lot of people want to do something and it's just like just be cool that's it be more chill yeah just just chill the fuck out yeah yes sorry i got so serious no no no. and i think it it combines with that um never do my research well um but it's it's one of those things where like it's that when somebody reacts and kind of blows up to something and is like like, what the fuck? Like, in that type of situation, right, where somebody comes in, like, you're a manager. You're like, yeah, lady, I'm a fucking manager. But it's because it's not it, – this isn't the first time it's happened, right? And so she exactly, is seeing yeah. this person overreacting to her one statement, being like, okay, chill, dude. But it's like, no, it's like you – she hasn't been there for the 50 times it's happened leading up to that. Well, moment. I even have you to tell you. Know what I mean? I'm sorry to tell you this, but, like, my reaction is normal. I'm not even overreacting because no. I'm so used to I it. I wasn't saying that. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. But, like, yeah, but yeah, the, no, but the that's time the that someone does, yeah. I tend to overreact to things in oh, no. general. Yeah. But I'll, like, and this isn't even a diversity, like, thing. You know what I mean? It's one of those things that it's, like, people will, somebody will tell me something. Somebody, I will say more so as, like, a woman in a male-dominated field, I will just be, like, I'll let things slide, I'll let things slide, I'll let things slide, and then I'll call and it out. And then I blow it up. And then people are, like, why are you so mad about that? And I'm, like, 
because it's not because it's not the first time it's happened and you're not the only person to say it and yeah. I'm just fucking not going to deal with it well, anymore. Well, not just because I was raised by my two beautiful grandmothers, but like for every reason and more, like women and minorities kind of like understand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know, uh, LGBTQ people, we all understand. We're all getting like the same stupid thing from like kind of like just ignorant people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's all status and yeah. like uh, guys... I feel women like I I, I, I I don't know what to say. I'm scared. I'm scared walking down the streets of of New York City sometimes, and I can defend myself. You know what I mean? And and yeah, not yeah. that I'm a big tough man, but like you know what I'm saying? Like to think that somebody could punch you and you can just be knocked out is crazy to think yeah. about all the time. You know? Yeah. There was um some tweet or something I read where someone was like. Like, you know, when you're like talking to a girl and you think it's going well, like at the bar and then she just out of nowhere goes like, fuck you, <laughs> <laughs> which I've done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I like I'm I'm OK with it. I'm OK with it. I'm letting things slide. I'm letting things slide. Then all of a sudden I'm like, fuck you. Why am I doing this? And they're right, like, right. what the fuck just happened? Because they, they think you're, you're coming out of nowhere. Yeah. 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 And you're like, like no, I've been tolerating you. Build up. I've been tolerating the shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, sometimes blow ups are necessary. I feel you. I mean, like, yeah. you gotta let so, it out. So here was gonna be the thing I was gonna check in and didn't do. Um, but I just feel like it's so appropriate for this story right now. Do it. And it was, I definitely told you about it because I was so angry afterwards. And I was like, I need someone to like tell this to. But I was at like a networking event. I was socializing with a bunch of actors and um, great place to get work, by the way. Just, you know, like go show up to those things. And so I was like, I was at this event and I was talking to this guy. And it was like a friend of someone that I know from acting. He was like, oh, this person does comedy. You do comedy. You guys should like talk to each other, whatever. And so I'm like, great, cool. What open mics do you do? Oh, I've been to that one. I haven't been to this one. Like, blah, blah, blah. We're like doing the whole stand up. Let's go do an open mic sometime. Like really chill, having a great conversation, whatever. Um, and like kind of riffing off each other. And then he was just, he made some joke about like cheap comedy. And I was like, oh yeah. Like when people are like fucking racist or make gay jokes. And he was like, no, I mean like those are funny. And I was like, oh no, they're not. And he was like, well, sometimes it can be done. I was like, well, honestly, maybe if you're a professional and you know how to do it well, and you've tiptoed certain things, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure that there are exceptions to every rule that's comedy. But I was like, as a straight white dude that's blonde hair, blue eyed, like maybe just mm -hmm. don't make those jokes. And he was like, well, what about this person, this person, this person? And I was literally just so dumbfounded that I was just like, no, like it's not okay. And, but like more than anything, I wish that I'd come back would have just been like, that's why no one's heard of any of those people. You know what I mean? Because they're <laughs> fucking awful. But he was just like, no, it can be done. And so, and it's funny and people are just too sensitive. And I was like, and you are the problem with comedy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was like, this is the rap that all of it has. And you're that person that goes to open mics and like yells at people when they don't laugh at your gay jokes because it's not fucking funny. You're making fun oh. of gay people. And I was like, you can't punch down. Like, and that's what I was like trying to explain to him. I was like, you can't punch down. You can only like punch up and that's when it's funny. And there is a, I saw someone do it recently. It was done really well. And I was like, you can do it in a way that's punching up. But if you think that that is inherently funny, like that is a cheap joke. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are people that literally beg people to come to their comedy shows. And then some dumbass yeah. comes on stage yeah. just like, this is funny. Why don't you guys get it? Yeah. Hey, you, you, you look stupid. <laughs> what are you doing? You're stupid. They do that. All, that is 80% of the open mics. There's at least yeah. one person that does that. And that, you're just like, no, mm, get out of here. <laughs> that was my first stand-up set. That's why I felt so <laughs> bad. But you literally, no, no, like, I'm funny. But I literally, down. I literally showed up because I was like, I don't have to write any jokes. I'm so funny. And so I looked at this, <laughs> the one person that I didn't know in the audience and I go, look at this guy. He's wearing glasses. 
Look at him. Well, no wonder <laughs> that didn't glasses work. on my face. <laughs> yeah. No wonder that didn't work. It didn't oh, work out for gosh. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. You can never yell at the audience because they're already not on your side. Yeah, like, exactly. Just do I just it. don't know. I, if it's I, not working, let it go. It's you know such what a I mean? tough thing to watch when people are on stage yelling <laughs> at people in the audience. Why don't you find this funny? <laughs> <laughs> But, but that's my point, though, is, like, there's been so many people at open mics that are just like, no, I have a roommate that's gay, so I can make this joke. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, you fucking oh, can't. Unless sit you're down. gay. Please don't. And no, even and, then. And, even and then, I'm like, and even really then, careful. if you were gay, you would not be making that specific joke. And that's why it's not funny. You know even what I mean? Even uh, like, my husband or my wife is this is, like, such a uh, lame thing. It's like, how are you hear, married? <laughs> if I have to hear one more dad talk about how much he hates his wife and or kids, I oh, just. Man. Yeah. Dad comedy is my least favorite (laughs) (laughs) then don't have kids (laughs) like jesus i mean we clearly have an overpopulation problem people just like their animalistic nature cannot stop them from procreating it's insane apparently (laughs) accurate there's so much more interesting things in the world now than there were when get to famous (laughs) who are your favorite comedians oh man okay favorite comedians um oh i was actually thinking about this the other day because i was like i've always like loved Pee Wee Herman, and I didn't realize like how much of like an influence he's had on me. Like I'm silly like this man. <laughs> I literally have this like dream show that I'm like slowly cooking up called Little Boy, because um, I'm a little boy. Is there magic involved? <laughs> Not th- just the magic of the okay. little boy. Right. Oh <laughs> I've got I've got two magic shows now, so I'm trying to get this other thing. But oh, okay, like, okay, okay. Sorry. but the nature of Little Boy is just like how most men never really grow up, and they are all little boys and. But also, like, there's something fine about being a little boy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, it's an innocence in it. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's a good. It's a good thing to be a kid. So, do you have anything else you want to hit? Um, um. I feel like we didn't talk much about like getting the armory up and running oh yeah that would actually be great because um i wanted to get into that a little bit um so the armory has been really fun um because this started with me not fitting in really because i got all the way through advanced study at ucb and um i hadn't um been even on an improv team at that point like i wasn't even on a rehearsal group um and so when they started the armory and i got on it was really exciting (laughs) uh we only got like 11 p.m show times um, so that was really tough because we wouldn't get out of Times Square until like 1230 at night. So that's rough. And it's so late and it's Friday. And that's literally like, I don't like taking the trains Friday nights because people are so it's disgusting. It's the worst. People are gross. Yeah. Especially late late at night like that and from that area. It's yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of Hell's Kitchen, yeah? Or just south of Hell's Kitchen? Yeah, just south of Hell's Kitchen. Like it was, yeah. But now it's, it's on... Very... Uh, well, we are now is like in a different spot. But oh. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We mo- where I we are now, we were in a place before where okay. we are now. Um but yeah, um, but after that first season, um, it's been three years now, um, I approached Leanne, I was like, we should do, this is working out, why don't we do sketch? Like, I'll, I'll worry about it, since you're doing so much here. Yeah, um, sure. And we started that um, with just one team, um, and now we're up to three teams, which is good. And yeah. so, last year, I also came up to Leah and said, what if we started teaching classes? Um, so we started this new, uh, thing called the greenhouse. Yeah. Um, and the greenhouse is really exciting. Um, because the point of that was back to my UCB thing of like competitiveness. It's like, you don't have to take classes at the greenhouse to audition, to be on an armory team. Every armory team is open, whether you want to be in sketch or improv, like anybody can audition to be a writer, actor, whatever. Um, 
and for the greenhouse all separately, that's just if you genuinely like love improv and want to get better. Um, we offered like just like just like core things and like there's no levels. You can take any class at any time you want. Um, there's group focused improv. There's realistic like object work kind of stuff. And then we offer tons of workshops as well. And the point is, it's like, it's for everybody. Like, I haven't taken a class at UCB in like two years because I can't possibly drop $500 on a class. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so we offer oh, classes. It's so expensive. It's crazy. It's, so expensive. it's like, it's half of your rent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you save up forever and you're like, okay, I did that. <sighs> Gotta take the next level. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you gotta like so keep going tough. to like make it worth yeah. it, you know? And a lot of like the best improv lessons I've gotten have been through my rehearsals with my yeah. improv team, with my indie teams, not necessarily in the classes. Like there's things that I've taken away from my classes and like I've learned like the, but the most important things I've gotten from coaches, you know? Because um, yeah. they spend the most time with you. It's more than just eight weeks and they're like invested in you because like they see where you guys develop and they know who you are as a team. Right. And they know your weaknesses. They're like, you consistently do this thing. Don't do that thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's not it's not 20 the, people. Yeah. It's it's eight, you yeah. know? Um, so that's why this is more of an, in that vein. These are $150 six-week courses. $150. Yeah. Damn. That's awesome. That is a steal. Scoop it up if you're in New York. Yeah, by the time this is out, those should be, because they're launching in October, right? Uh, we actually, I think we have a class starting in September. Oh, class yeah, is yeah. already starting. So yeah, yeah. classes are up. Go, like, check them out. Um, check them out. Great. I'm glad we got to touch on that. Oh, yeah. We are great, yeah. running out of time. Uh, any last thoughts? Oh, for... yeah. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to say, if you do are interested in um, my magic stuff. Um... I'm interested. <clears throat> Um, I have that's very interesting. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, <laughs> um, I have a run at the tank um, October. I'm sorry, I have to pull up my phone like Do a it. monster. I'm gonna pull out my phone so I can put it in my calendar. Uh, oh, that'd be great. And like, um, and I'm also holding a fundraiser, um, so you can follow me on Facebook, Jerry Burgess, <laughs> to find out about my uh, fundraiser because I'm trying to get on this um, on the festival next season next year nice. uh with this magic true crime show which will be at the tank october 23rd through the 26th awesome. at 9 30 p.m um it's actually really important to me like i've worked on it uh for almost a year now my director is joanna simmons and it's about um when i was six years old um my mom died and my dad is in jail now for life because of it um so i wow. tell that story um through magic and just like going through all of my family that I've lost because um, I've also lost my uncle. Um, uh, I don't know who else. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but like it's a whole all the family. All the family. <laughs> I literally have six blood relatives right now in the world, which is crazy to me. Um, wow. um, so it but it's it's dealing with the idea that, that like, that's OK, because like where I am in my life, like, I'm very happy and it's fine. Like I've, I have gone through like a lot of like really sad, stupid stuff. Um, but like I wouldn't change anything now. Like, I, I like what I do. I'm not a rich man, but I'm a happy man. <laughs> that's precious. Um, but so that's the true crime aspect of it is your it's personal experience with true crime. Yeah, uh, wow. with my dad's and my mom's case. Um, it's called the uh, Magnificent Murder Magic Show. Um, wow, God, and... I'm so into this. I'm so sorry that that <laughs> no, happened. No, no, it's okay. It, it happened. <laughs> I want to come to your show. There is I will no, be there. There is no measure to what's everybody's tragedy in their lives. You know what Everybody I mean? Everybody has tragedy. Everybody has something that's affected them deeply in their lives. And mine's is just seems more because my mom is gone. But that a lot of people's moms are gone, you know? Right. Um, and it's like accepting things like that, you know, which is um, something that we all need to hear sometimes. Like, it's okay that things are bad. Aww. <laughs> 
this is my favorite thing about comedy is it's as awful. (laughs) But that's the thing is like, that's why I love Nanette so much, right? Is because it talks about comedy is so awful and it oftentimes creates laughs at these moments that are inappropriate and you don't necessarily always finish the story, but it's always part of a bigger story and that it usually comes from this place of sadness or anger or whatever or hurt in some capacity. Um, and we laugh at it. Yeah, I'm fighting my hurt. What else laughs. are you gonna fucking do, right? <laughs> What's the uh, point? <laughs> and that wraps up our gospel. <laughs> our gospel pod. Amen. Jesus. All right. I'm gonna get struck by lightning. Um, cool. So we'll Great. take a quick break. And we'll be back with a game. Bye. Good shaking. Thank you. Shake, shake, shake. And we're back. Shake your booty. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, So. uh, Amanda, you want to explain the rules? I'm going to try. So, (laughs) we're going to play an improv game called Job Interview. So, we've written down, like, potential jobs someone could interview for. Um, Two people are going to draw one and look at it, and they'll be the interviewers. The third person will be the interviewee, and they won't know what job they're interviewing for. So they'll be asked questions and have to think on the spot about just make up a fucking answer that probably maybe applies uh, or maybe doesn't. And ideally, they can at some point guess (laughs) the job, and we'll see how this goes. I don't really know. (laughs) We're going to test it out. Are we ready? Are we? Ready. As ready as we're going to be. Okay. Who goes first? Let me go. I'll go first. Okay. Sounds good. Does that mean I draw? And I'll draw no. and hand it to you. No. <laughs> Are you going to look at me draw? <laughs> you draw. I'll go first. Okay. I'm taking my headphones. And I'm plugging my ears. Okay. She's never going to guess this one. Um... So it's a sommelier or a wine taster. I'll give her whatever she can. How am I going to know when it's time? Um, now. Okay. It's time. I was plugging my ears so hard I might have poked my brain. <laughs> I was like jabbing them in there. All right. Yeah. So uh, thanks for joining us. For oh, thank you for having me. For coming in. Um, uh, so let's just dive into your experience. You've worked at a lot of different restaurants. Yes. Uh, seven in total. Seven. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting. I feel like people of your caliber don't often, uh, move around so much. Yeah. Yes, that's accurate. But I'm just very highly skilled and people often, uh, make me better offers to go to the next place. So. How... Um, is your, uh, spinning? Uh, my spinning is... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, spitting. 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 Sorry. Um, sh- far. Good. <laughs> Thank you. That's good. I'm going to put that down. <laughs> far. Far. Um, and, I mean, talk about, uh, your current experience and why you're interested in leaving. Right. Um, I'm very good at pouring wine and, um, I'm interested in leaving because I need more money. Uh, <laughs> you're nailing this job. Yeah, yeah totally. That's what I think will get me those. We've, got, we've got so much money to get. Oh, good. <laughs> Perfect. 
Yes. Okay. Um, so, um, okay, so we're just going to run you through a like, quick scenario here, cool. if that's okay with you. Okay, so um, here we are at our dinner, okay? Uh-huh. All right, and me and my friend here are celebrating our three-year friendship. Congrats. Um, and I order a beef wellington. Uh-huh. And my friend Amanda here orders... Um, I'm going to go with the lamb shank. Okay. Great. Yeah. So, there uh-huh. you go. All right. I'm going to take down those orders, and uh, I'm going <laughs> to walk them back to the kitchen and uh, make sure we have both of those things. <laughs> Am I a server? No. No. Damn. You were on the right track, though. Okay. You're a sommelier. Oh. Yeah. Why would I? Okay. All right. Oh, so I would suggest wines for you to pair with. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. It was hard to not give it. Give away. it away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was my question before. It was like, how vague, but also specific. <laughs> specific are we? Okay. Great. Perfect. All right. Um, All right. So I guess I'll go next. You would like to go next. Yeah, I'll All right. Next. Sure. Take your headphones off, please. Plug your earballs. <laughs> okay. I believe it says candle maker. Okay. Very well. All right. We're ready. Did you hear us? I did not. I was okay. making like little. <gasps> my ear was close. It's a trust game. We're gonna believe you. Okay. 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 Uh, I guess I'll go first. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about uh, yourself? Oh yeah, I am a man, uh, <laughs> and uh, I've got tons of experience mm-hmm. uh, in this field uh, uh, over a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad taught me for the most part, Great. Um, Great. so that's why I have a real passion for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is, you know, as much a skill as it is an art. So, I mean, how do you balance, you know, the creativity with the mm-hmm. with the function? Oh, my gosh. Well, the same way everybody else does. I wake up every morning and I put my pants on one leg at a time. <laughs> I do my daily salutations uh-huh. to the sun. And, uh, I, you know, I go I go to my place of work. <laughs> That makes sense that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that you're such a yogi because right. um, it's such a Zen art. Yeah, and it's interesting also that you mentioned the sun. Um, hot things mm-hmm. tend to <laughs> <laughs> utilize this object. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hot things. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like hot things utilize that object all the time, and it's like, where does that, where does me that come for from? The rest of us. Yeah, yeah. What does that mean for everybody else, right? <laughs> so it's like it's on me. Uh huh. To make sure I'm responsible. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. setting a good example for everybody else, yes. right? Okay. And yeah. it seems like you do, based on the references that uh-huh. we checked. Mainly your dad, since you learned this from him. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, in your yoga practice, um, what kind of aromatic... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I was going to ask this question before... <laughs> What happens if you guys draw something I wrote down? <laughs> Am I, I a candle maker? <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, it's funny. I wrote two things down and it was racking my brain. I was like, what's that second thing I wrote down? <laughs> like, that was it. I was like, I knew it. I was like, I hate it to be one of the things I wrote down. <laughs> okay. I think it worked okay. Yeah. It did though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. You should go. Okay. It's my turn. Your turn. Your okay. turn. Oh, we have to. You do yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so we're drawing now, and the job is store manager. 
Did you, okay. Did you hear us? No, I was saying la 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 la. Okay. Sweet. All right. Thank you for joining us here today. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I love your office space. Thank you. We're so glad to make you a part of this family. I'm so excited to join this family. Could you tell us a little bit about your management experience? Sure. (laughs) Um, I've, you know, I've been a manager at various places for the past seven years. What are some of those places? (laughs) Yes. Quickly. (laughs) We don't have much time. It's almost lunchtime. (laughs) Well, uh, sorry. I didn't know this was like a speed interview. It is. Um, (laughs) It's a speed interview. Um. You know, some of the places include um, the Coach Store. Oh, oh okay. Um, that was, you know, back before college. But How many employees were there at Coach? Oh, uh, like 15. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a, you, do you Would consider you say, that a lot? Huh? Do you consider that a lot of employees? It was a good amount. Okay. Would you, what would you, how would you describe your relationships with the other employees? Mm. Contentious. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna. That's good. Let me write that down. I'm gonna put five stars next Jot, to that answer. Jot it down for us. Thank you. And uh, what inspired you to choose our company? Um, you know, I just I really connected with your mission, mm-hmm. and um, I just want to you know do something really important and valuable, something that impacts a lot of people. Right. Sweet. Okay. okay. Well, I'm gonna run you through a little scenario. <laughs> all right so uh a lady comes in with 15 dogs in her baby carriage right Mm. okay Mm -hmm. all of a sudden these dogs get loose okay one of your employees gets bit right in the asshole (laughs) (laughs) what do you do call animal control (laughs) ding 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 ding. right answer Let's say, let's say, scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the you're, you're folding some jeans, mm-hmm. and um, all of a sudden, a young hoodlum comes in. Mm-hmm. Very young. <laughs> yeah, very young. <laughs> Prepubescent. And uh, just swipes all the jeans off the table and runs away. What is your move? Call the cops. Ding, ding, ding. Yes, right. <laughs> I will say you are nailing this interview. Now, how do you feel about corporate relations? Um, you know, the relationship between a store and, and the corporate, you know, headquarters can, can be difficult because you're the one on the ground and they're, um, you know, in their tall, you know, office tower mm-hmm. and um, they don't really know what it's like. So it can be difficult. Correct. Correct. I'm going to write that down. I'm Correct. Really nailing this interview. <laughs> All right. Are. Last thing. Okay. Uh, now, we know your wife already works here. <laughs> yes, she does. Is that going to be a problem? Um, well, I'll tell you, we haven't already fucked in the <laughs> lobby. So. <laughs> so, no. I'll write that down. <laughs> hasn't fucked in the lobby yet. Yet. Yes. I'm going to put underlines on as of yet. today. Yeah, as of today. That's right. That's right. We did fuck on the conference table, though. Oh, okay. Just mark that down <laughs> in the notes. You can go. No, no, can I? Go uh, so thank you for interviewing with... I have uh... no idea what I'm interested in. <laughs> <laughs> this is when I think one of those situations where it's like so it's simple. It's too ambiguous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was my bad. I wrote this one. Oh, I thought it was a good one, though, because it was oh, a lot of fun you. stuff came out of it. <laughs> okay. 
What was it? A store manager. Oh, well, I kind of got it. Uh, sure, yeah, you were kind of got it. You were on the right path. That's why I was like, so. so I think it was. Like, I think this is. It was like so easy, almost, yeah. right? It was like I oh, it's Kippy Twin the news. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. was like trying to think of a specific store, and I was like, no, no, don't do that. Um, yeah, I don't think we have enough time for another round uh-huh. because I would love to just like plug stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Finish up, and we only have like, a good. few minutes. So. Yeah. So. Oh, is that me, Jerry? You <laughs> mentioned a few things earlier. Oh, if yeah. you would like to reiterate them or add like social media, whatever. Yeah, that would be great. Um, you can go to thearmorycomedy.com for all those classes and shows. Um, check out the next shot for shot, which I believe uh, this week is Pokemon, the first movie where I will Ooh. be playing Mew. <laughs> That's the cool one. That's the cool one. That's a little. Uh, he's the, not Pokemon. The one that does it all. What's that? Pokemon's not the cool one. Pokemon who? <laughs> oh, Pokemon, Pokemon is not Pokemon's all of them. What's the? Oh, I was thinking of Pikachu. Sorry. <laughs> oh no no no! Oh, I got you. It's yeah, been yeah. a few it's years. One, There's even years. cooler ones. There's like thousands of these little okay. guys. Okay, I forgot all of them and I stopped. You gotta re-download Pokemon Go. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> oh, it was so much effort. Um, but yeah, so the armory it still exists. It does, and it's bigger than ever. They have like little real digital Pokeballs. There's a Harry Potter one now. Yeah, I yeah, want to yeah. do that one. We catch fantastic. Beasts. I'm not gonna do any of those things. I did Pokemon Go <laughs> oh, for like a second. Catching things. I, I think don't so. Ca- yeah. I want to duel people. I think they're still dueling like there is in Pokemon. <laughs> I don't believe in violence. <laughs> I don't believe in magic <laughs> violence. Thank you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, those dates uh, last Thursday, Friday, whatever. We're gonna you guys be, we'll be super late posting, but check out the Armory and see what kind of shot for shots I have coming up. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. Jerry's going to be doing it. Yeah. Yep, and just follow me, JM Burgos, too, on Instagram. Jerry Burgos. B-U-R-G-O-S. You can okay. find me. Don't worry. If my murderous dad comes up first, that's not me. I didn't commit <laughs> murder. <It's, laughs> that's my dad. <laughs> Sorry. Cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah. He's the legacy. Also, always a big plus when I go on a job interview. So, you're Jerry Burgos, the murderer? <laughs> Nick, nope. I'm not. Wow. No, Same comedy. Comedy yeah, yeah, misconception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on that note. <laughs> Perfect. On that note, you should rate and subscribe. What's the point if you want to hear more of this? Because you hopefully do. Yeah. I yeah. do. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you can uh, subscribe and rate us and leave a comment. Again, we always want your feedback. We love it. Um, you can follow us at What's the Point Pod on Instagram, Instagram. and What's the Point PC on Twitter. That's right. Accurate. Good and job. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Character limits. Um, it's so hard to get branding on point. Uh, you can follow me at Tefa Trending on Instagram and Twitter. And I post about this pod a lot, so you can find us from there, too. Yeah. And you can follow me at Amanda Krebs, K-R-E-B-S. Tefas, T-E-F-F-A. I always forget that. Good job. Okay. Um, We're followable. We're likable. Do the things. (laughs) Do all the things. Mostly rate and subscribe and and follow and then follow Jerry and go to his show. What is the fucking point of all of this? Yeah, yeah, what was the point of this? Good night. (laughs) 